Welcome, I'm Nestor Flores, the pastor of Dayspring Church in Mission Hills, California. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I want to invite you to learn more about Dayspring Church by visiting our website, dayspringmh.org. We trust that if you open your heart, God will speak to you and you'll know how to live a life with God at the center that will result in a blessed life. This message will inspire, build your faith, and help you to know God better. Enjoy the message. Well, today we come to the end of a series. When you walked in, you should have gotten a bulletin. If you didn't get one, you can raise your hand and we got some amazing ushers who will bring one to you. But we are coming to the end of a series that we called Dream Again. And here's what you got to know, okay? This series was an invitation from God to dream again. I don't know, I don't know if there's anybody here this morning or maybe somebody online or maybe somebody who will watch this later who feels frustrated, who feels maybe discouraged, who feels maybe lost because as we talk about God's dream and we talk about the great things that God created us to do, maybe, maybe you feel frustrated, maybe you feel discouraged because you say, you know, I am not where I want to be. I am not where I should be. And let me tell you, Don't believe the lies of the enemy because he's the one that's going to come and try to discourage you and say, oh, you're too old. You messed up. See, if you would have gotten this earlier, you would have, you could have been in a better place, but it's too late for you. You've ruined your life. Let me tell you something. The reason we titled this series dream again is because no matter where you are and no matter what's happened, God is the God of second chances. God is the God who can redeem. God is the one who can take the evil that people meant, the mistakes that we may have done, and do something good with them. Amen. Are you with me this morning? So, you know, we've come to the end of this series, and I I want you to know that God created you to accomplish something significant. That you're not just here to take up air. That you're not here just to take up a seat. That you are here. That God birth you that God made you so that you could make a difference in this world and that God's dreams for you are God's plans is God's will for you so today we're going to talk about how to make dreams come true because ultimately that's the purpose dreams that don't come true are just fantasies So how do we take that big, how do we take that scary dream and how do we make it a reality? Well, we're going to look at what God tells us in order to do that. But before we do that, is it okay if I start with a little bit of humor? Amen. Yours are kind of serious today. I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know if it's the mask. I don't know if it's me, but but let's lighten up a little bit. All right. Somebody sent me this joke. So, so if you got some jokes, clean jokes, send them my way. Okay. The joke says that Clifford and Daisy May had been married for a long time and that throughout their marriage, they often argue. And when they argue, they argue loud and long. Their arguments could be heard throughout the neighborhood and later unto the night. And whenever Clifford would get upset at Daisy, he he would threaten her and tell her, one day, woman, one day when I die, I'm going to crawl out of that grave and I'm going to hunt you and make your life miserable. Well, one day Clifford died. And after the service and the burial, the neighbors were concerned for Daisy. Daisy. 
And they asked her, Daisy, are you not afraid that Clifford may indeed be able to dig his way out of the grave and haunt and make your life miserable with the biggest calm in the world? She said, no, I am not. She said, because I buried him upside down and he's too prideful to ask for directions. <laughs> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for loving us, for not giving up on us, for being here. Lord, you know every heart in this place and you love every person in this place. Father, do something special. Manifest your presence this morning. Lord, we want to walk out of here. A renewed woman, a renewed man, a renewed young person. We want to walk out of here, Lord, anticipating to see the dreams that you've placed in our heart and mind come a reality. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. You know, I often like to ask people, what do you know about God? What is God like in your life? And, and I like to ask that because I think that the way we relate with God is defined a lot by what we believe and know about God. And I think that if I told you this morning that God was a loving God, you would agree with me. I think if I told you that God was a faithful God, you would say amen. I think if I told you that God is a patient God, you would definitely agree with me. But one of the things that I have hardly ever heard anybody say about God is that God is a dreamer. In fact, you may wonder if God is a dreamer. And I want to tell you this morning that the God we serve, that the God we believe in, is a God who dreams. And I'll show you a verse, but let me tell you why we can say that. Because your dreams are actually God's dreams. God wanted something and he created you and he chose you and I to be able to fulfill those wishes, that will, those dreams that God has. Look at what Isaiah 46.10 says in your outlines. If you would grab your bulletin inside, there's an outline. And look at what Isaiah records God saying. This is God speaking and he says, I declare the end from when? From when? From the beginning. And from long ago, what is not yet done. Saying, my plan will take place and I will do all my will. God not only dreams, but God dreams good things out of his good nature and his good will. God's dreams for us are meant to give us hope, are meant to give us direction. But most importantly, God gives us dreams to accomplish them, to make them come true. See, God dreams and God has given us dreams, not just to entertain us, not just to wake us up in the morning, but ultimately and most importantly, to see them come into reality. And whatever dreams God has placed in your heart that you know come from God, they ought to come true. And God gave us all a dream. And let me tell you something that will set you free. God can accomplish his dreams in your life with your flaws and mistakes. 
that ought to set us so free. Because one of the things that holds us back uh, uh, in pursuing our dreams is that we look at all the flaws that we have. We look at all the mistakes that we've made. And we say, well, let me get that right before I pursue that. And let me tell you, the enemy uses our flaws and our weaknesses to discourage us. God uses our flaws and our weakness to prove how great his power is. Paul said that it was in our weakness that his power is made perfect. So with your flaws and all, God can accomplish the dreams that he placed in your heart. In fact, it is our flaws, it is our mistakes, it is our weaknesses, it is our incapacities that point to the greatness of God, that are able to give God glory. You know, I've, you may have heard me say this before. You know why God gave Abraham and Sarah a, a dream, a promise of a baby, and he waited so long to fulfill it? Because he wanted Abraham to understand, and he wanted there to be no doubt that that baby was a miracle from God. The Bible tells us that Abraham was so old and they were past the age, and that baby was the work of God. So how do we make dreams come true? How do we take those inclinations? How do we take those visions? How do we take those ideas? How do we take those passions that God has placed in our heart and in our minds and make them a reality? Well, Isaiah 46.10 tells us how. Let's look at what God says. And in what he says, we find three things we can do to make dreams come true. You ready? How many are ready? ready? Number one, to make dreams come true, to make your dreams come true, the first thing you got to do is you got to voice them. You have to voice your dream. Look at the amazing God that we serve. Let's read that passage again. It says, I declare the end from the beginning and from long ago what is not yet done saying my plans will take place and I will do all my will. I want you to notice two verbs. It says that God declares, that God says, that God sees the end from the beginning and he voices it. He declares it. That, that what he says becomes the destiny, becomes his plan, becomes his will. Now you have to understand something. You and I, we cannot declare like God can declare because we are not God. The only things that you and I can declare are the things that God has declared. I, I forgive me if I think differently than you do, but I don't believe in in uh, what, what is that saying? Go uh, claim it and what, what, help me, Manolo. Name it and claim it. I've tried it. I've tried it. I declare that this sweets are not going to make me gain weight, and it doesn't work. I declare in Jesus' name that I'm going to go to the ATM and there's going to be $100,000 in my bank account. And guess what? There isn't $100,000 in my bank account. See, God declares because he's God. And we can declare what God has declared in our lives. If God, if God has made you a promise, you can take that promise to the bank. 
If God has revealed something to you and he has said he's going to do it, you can declare that. But you can't make things birth out of, the, out of the air because we are not God. We don't have that power in us. So we can declare, but we can't voice out what we believe and what we hope for. We can voice out and say, you know, I, 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 am, I am seeking God. I am believing God to heal and restore my son. I, I am pursuing God. I am going after God because I am believing that God is going to open the door so that I can have my business. See, you can declare your faith. You can declare your hopes. You can declare your preferred future. But we cannot, we, 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 I mean, we can, we can voice it, but we can declare it like God can. Right. Now, why is it important to voice it? Why is it important? Well, because when we voice it, four positive things happen. Let me tell you quickly what they are, okay? Oh, let me give you an example of what I mean by declaring what you hope for, those things that, that you anticipate. Look at what Acts 20:24. Look at what the Apostle Paul says. He's a, he's a great example of, of this first point. Look at what he says. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. One of Paul's dreams was to take the gospel to as many places as possible. And he would often say, hey, my life is worth nothing unless I accomplish my God-given dream to tell as many people as possible about Jesus Christ. It's important that we voice our dreams. Why? Well, for four, four reasons, four positive effects happen when we do that. Number one, it shows your faith. It shows your faith. Voicing God's dreams in your life requires faith. In fact, that's the reason some people don't voice them because they don't have faith that God can accomplish them. Voicing dreams. I mean, you know, you probably heard me express what I believe God's dream for my life is. And you probably thought, oh, come on, pastor. You know, how are you going to go from day spring to that dream? I don't know, but God does. And I'm believing it in faith with my flaws and all. So voicing your dream, voicing God's dream in your life reveals your faith, reveals if you have faith and how much faith you have. But number two, when you voice God's dreams in your life, it gets you going. It gets you going. You know, after you've voiced it, you've, you, you, you've activated your faith. But after you've voiced it, you can't stay idle. You can't keep procrastinating. You can't keep making up excuses. Once you've said, you know, I'm going to graduate from Harvard. That, my dream is that I'm going to graduate from Well, you got to start doing something. It gets you going. You know, it is proven that when we tell others our goals, our desires, that we feel held accountable and that we're more inclined to do something about that. The fourth thing, the third thing, the third positive thing that happens is that when you voice out your dreams, it attracts support. It attracts support. When people know what you're going after, it lets them know if they can help and how they can help. 
You know, sometimes we complain, God, I don't got people around me to help me. Well, have you voiced your dream so that others know what is it that you're trying to accomplish and how they can help you? See, when you voice out your dream, people will hear and the Holy Spirit will work to bring the people in your life to support you. I've said this before, and it's still my prayer. When Pastor Frank invited me, when he demoted me from youth pastor to campus pastor, and I say he demoted me because it was youth pastor was a lot easier. Um, before we said yes, one of my prayers was this, Lord, I'm going to do this, but you're going to surround me with the people that are going to help me do this because I can't do it on my own. And you want to know something? He's been faithful. He's been faithful. You are an answer to my prayer. You, especially those of you that, that, that are actively week after week serving, and even those of you that serve here and there, you are an answer to, to my prayer before God and saying, God, I'm going after this dream. I'm going to say yes to what you're asking me to do, but surround me with people that are going to help me do it because guess what? I don't know it all. The fourth positive thing that happens is that when you voice out your dream, it unleashes God's power on your behalf. You know, when you get going, God honors you. You know what most people are waiting for? They're waiting for God to take the first step. Well, let me tell you something. God already took the first step. He gave you a dream. So you got to take the second one. And when you start voicing out your dream, not only does it reveal your faith, not only does it get you going, not only does it attract support, but it, God will honor it by unleashing his power in your life. To make dreams come true, you got to voice them. But the second thing that we find in this verse is that you got to believe that you can reach them. You got to believe, not only say it, but you got to believe it. You got to believe it. Look at, look again at Isaiah 46.10. It says, I declare the end from the beginning and from long ago what is not yet done saying, look at what God says, my plan will take place. My plan will take place. See, many people confuse dreams and fantasies. Fantasies are those things that are nice, those things that you wish that they were but you don't anticipate them that they will come true. You know, you may have a fantasy of having a good family and having a united family, having kids that honor you, having kids that serve the Lord. But if you don't do anything about it, it's just a fantasy. Dreams. Dreams are different than fantasies. Because not only do they have a preferred future, not only do they have something, a positive change, but dreams have an essential element, and that's faith. Dreams have the element that what I believe can come true. That's faith. Look at what Hebrews 11:1 1 says. Look at what it says. Look at what faith is. Faith is confidence. And what we hope for, an assurance about what we do not see. See, many times dreams don't come true because they're just fantasies. They're good things that we wish they were, but we don't really believe that they can, that they can come true. 
And when you start believing, when you start activating your faith, when you start clinging to, to God's nature, when you start clinging to God's goodness, and you said, if God said it, it can happen, and I will see it, guess what? Dreams will come true. I know. I know that I will see my father in this country again. I know it. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. And see, if you want to see dreams come true, you got to believe they can happen. And listen, you got to believe because there's going to be more people that discourage you than those that encourage you. I read the story of a basketball player called Pete Maravich. And Pete Maravich, at 13 years old, he stood in front of his classroom and he said, one day, I'm going to play for the best team in the NBA and I'm going to be the first basketball player to make a million dollars. All of his classroom laughed at him. But he kept believing. He kept believing. He held on to his dream. Pete Maravich would always go everywhere with the basketball. He kept practicing. He kept believing that he would become one of the greatest players. And that he would become the first player to make a million dollars. When Pete got into, into the University of LSU, um, LSU, he became the highest active scorer in all college basketball. Which made him... The first player to make a million dollars. Why? Because he believed that he could do it. Do you believe that the things that God has placed in your heart can become a reality? Do you believe that the child that you are praying for that is far from God can one day be in this place worshiping God? If you do not believe it, you will not see it. Look at the way Jesus said it in Mark 9, 23. What do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if what? So let me ask you a question. Do you believe God's dreams in your life can come true? Do you believe it? Even when people discourage you, do you believe it? So we voice them. We believe they can come true, but here's the third one, okay? And this is, this is where a lot of dreams die. This is where a lot of dreams get stuck. The third thing we got to do to make your dreams come true is you got to act on your dreams. You got to act on your dreams. Look at what the last part of Isaiah 46.10 says. I declare the end from the beginning and from long ago what is yet not done, saying my plans will take place. And look at this. And I will what? Do my will. You got to act on your dreams. Once you've made them known. Once there is a conviction. Once there is a certainty that God will do it. Then you got to act on it. Listen to me. Listen to me. Okay. Please don't get this wrong. But you got to make sure you understand this. When it comes to salvation. Faith is enough. When it comes to being saved, faith is enough. But when it comes to your dreams, faith is not enough. Faith needs to be accompanied by actions. That's what James said in James 2.17. Look at what it says. Faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces what? Good deeds. It is dead and what? Useless. 
you know, you, you, you believe that God wants you to eat, right? You believe that God wants you, the reason he gave you taste buds is for you to enjoy delicious food, right? But you don't sit in your couch and say, well, if God wanted me to eat, he'd make me a sandwich. You believe God wants you to eat and you believe God has blessed you for you to be able to eat. But what, what do you got to do? You got to go cook it or you got to go buy it. You got to do something, right? And see, the reason many dreams don't come a reality is because they don't, we don't act on our dreams. How do you act on your dreams? Well, there's a process. I want you to think of this as a set of dominoes that are set next to each other. When you hit one, it falls and it causes the rest to fall. Let me give you the process of making dreams, to, of acting on your dreams. The first domino, the first stage, it's a real simple one, but it's a difficult one. You ready? You got to decide to do something. You see how simple it is? But how hard is it? See, some of you, you're, you're dreaming your marriage to be restored, but the one thing you got to decide or do is to call a counselor. And because you don't do that, you don't see your dream come true. You got to decide to do something. Okay, listen, when you really want something, you do it. You know, I tell people that all the time. If you really want something, you could be as broke as you want, but you'll find a way to get it. When you really want to go somewhere, Work and kids don't even get in the way. You find a way. Because when you really want something, you act, you decide, you say, you know what? I'm going to find a way to do it. And you know what stops us from deciding to do something? Excuses. Excuses are there by the dozen, right? I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too short. I'm too tall. I'm not educated enough. I'm not experienced enough. I don't make money enough. Uh, it's not the right time. Listen, let me tell you what God says in Hebrews 3, 7, and 8. If you hear God's voice today, don't be what? Decide. Decide to do something. Decide to act on the dream that God has placed in your heart. The second domino, the second domino, after you decide, the second thing you got to do is you got to anchor yourself in hope. You're going to have to learn to anchor your life, to anchor your dreams in hope. See, because when you act on your dream, you're going to get problems. Remember we've talked about that? Dreams bring you problems but also not having dreams bring you problems. So you might as well have the problems that are going to lead you to your dream than just having any old dumb problem. But see, there's something else that dreams produce. They produce hope. They produce hope. Look, look, look at what Hebrews 6.19 says. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for your souls. The more you dream, the more you draw closer to God, the more you believe God for the things he said about you, about what he wants to do in your life. Let me tell you something. The more hope that is going to be birthing your heart and you will not accomplish your dream until you make hope your anchor. 
Because there's going to be times where you're going to see your dream far away, where your dream is not going to match your situation, where your dream is not going to match what's happening in your life. And it is at those times that hope will be the anchor in your life to say, I'm not going backwards. I'm going to keep going forward. But it begins with a decision. So you decide. You learn to anchor yourself on hope. And here's the third one. Here's the third domino. You got to learn to plan. You got to learn to plan. See, dreams don't happen overnight. Dreams don't come to fruition overnight. They take time. And one of the reasons God puts time in between our dream and the fulfillment of it is so that we learn to plan. Look at what Proverbs 24 says. Those too lazy to plow, listen to this, those too lazy to plow in the right season will have no food at harvest. If you want to harvest, you can't just wish it. What do you got to do? You got to tilt the land. You got to sow seed. You got to water the seed. You got to care for the land, right? And if you do those things, then you'll have a harvest. See, in Jerusalem, the best time to work the land is in autumn. But in autumn, you don't get the best weather. And when you don't get the best weather, it's easy to say, I'm going to wait for tomorrow to do it. And when you keep putting it off, when you become too lazy, guess what? Harvest time will come and you won't get any harvest. God wants us to learn to do the things that we need to do to accomplish our dreams. And that's called planning. Every dream has a planning period. And in order to get the results that you want to get, you're going to need to learn to plan. And can I say something as a Hispanic? If you're not Hispanic, this is one of the blessings you have. We Hispanics are horrible at planning. We spiritualize everything. Oh, how are you going to do it? Oh, the Lord will provide. Well, he provided us with the brain and time to figure it out. Read a book, watch a video, talk to somebody, learn to plan. Amen? Here's the fourth domino. No, 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 no Hispanics got offended by that, right? I, I'm, I'm fully Mexican, so I can say that, okay? The fourth domino, let me hurry up, is that then the planning produces the behaviors that move you forward. When you plan, you know what you need to do, and then you're able to work on the behaviors that are going to lead you to the dream. Let me tell you something. Please don't miss this. Please don't miss this. God's dreams for you take into consideration your character and your behavior. It matters to God who you are and what you do. And God will delay the dream until we get the right character and until we develop the right behavior. And one of the things that are gonna, is going to help us have the right behaviors is to be able to have a plan. You know what's one of my goals for 2021? I want to run the LA Marathon. I'm going to run the LA Marathon. That's why I've been running like crazy. Because I know that if I wait for the marathon day to come, I'll finish it. But guess what? I'll finish it like 10 hours later. 
And I don't. I want to do the best I can. So I know that I need to get to the place where I can run 26 miles without stopping. And I'm not going to get to 26 if I can't do 5 first, and then 8 first, and then 10 first, and then 12, and then 15, and then 18, and then 20. And then, but it takes plans. See, when you got a plan, then you know. And if I run once a week, am I going to get to my goal? See, our behavior matters. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew. He says, you can identify them by their fruit. That is how? By the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can produce, can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. Yes, you, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify people by what? Their actions. Number, the last domino, and I'll end with this. After you've done all the hard work of deciding, of of planning, of developing the right behaviors, here's what's going to happen. The end result will be progress. The end result will be progress. Let me tell you something. Don't give up on God's dreams prematurely. God is still working. If it isn't good, God isn't done. But if you do the hard work, you will see the progress. Look at what Proverbs 13, 4 says. Lazy people want much, but get what? But those who work hard will what? Will prosper. Act on God's dream. Activate God's dream in your life. If you cling, if you act on God's promises, it's only a matter of time before you see progress in your life. Let me finish with this. Your dreams need to come true. Listen to me. If you're a dad or a mom, your dreams need to come true. Because your dreams, your dreams will bless your kids. If you're young, listen to me. Your dreams need to come true. Because God's will, God's kingdom, God's goodness is going to be manifested through the dreams he has given you. It's important that our dreams come true because God gave them to us, not just to guide us, not just to encourage us, not just to elevate, elevate us, but he gave them to us so that we can accomplish them. We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare him your God. No one loves you like Jesus and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but he didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life. From today on, I will follow you, transform my life through your truth and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. If you made that prayer, God lives in you and now you have a new life in him. Connect to a church so your faith and love for God can continue to grow. We believe that you can find a loving and encouraging community in Dayspring Church. Come visit us. You belong here. We would love to meet you.